Wait, gang, does it seem more dead around here than usual? Oh yeah, I've been working from home because of uh, the coronavirus, uh, kind of, <laughs> which is weird for the SCP Foundation. Yeah, no, I've been staying around at the SCP Foundation building because it is like a million times safer than everything that's going on out there. Well, everything's quarantined already. I mean, but yeah. but it is. I, I appreciate how seriously they take it because they're, they're also they they work remotely at the foundation. I think we might be the only living people on site right now. You don't understand. I had to use a Blockbuster gift card in order to get into this place. That's kind of intense. Yeah, that's how that's how quarantined this place is. And, and it was accepted. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I mean, um, I had to make sure there was exactly uh, $69.69 on the gift card. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, so what are why are we what are we looking for? Um, we are, we're looking for something something. I, I'm again, sorry, right? I'm still my brain is still wrapping. I kind of I kind of don't want to get into what I'm looking for here. Oh okay, because I was gonna see if the hold on let me. Yeah, it's still Hennessy. <laughs> it's still yeah. Hennessy, you guys. I'm sorry. Wow. It's it's hard to do this bit when we just had a whole fucking conversation about we have doing. Yeah, I'm kind of here trying to find a ghost to have oral sex with. <laughs> Look, there's enough ghosts here in the foundation. I'm or other spectral entities. I'm sure it's possible. I'm kind of specifically looking for like an old Hollywood ghost, but I'll take what I can get. <laughs> I I wonder if there's actually an SCP about that. If there, I mean, drugs, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, there's a good, there's a very yeah. good choice drags. <laughs> oh my god! Which is hidden behind a paywall called Patreon. "Give us money, please." Patreon it's patrons get it. A buck for a buck a month. You'll get it a week after. Patrons will get it a week after this minimum dollar. You get the entire backlog of. Uh, I can assure you, this next choice time. drags is absolutely worth paying to get behind the paywall. Oh, absolutely! Oh my god! <laughs> but, it, but in the meantime, welcome to Undercooked Analysis. Uh, and here we are doing an SCP roundup and uh, continuing with Confinement Edition. We haven't actually done this in uh, quite a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, I am your host, David King, uh, joined as always by my co-hosts, uh, Kayla King, my my wife, and- yeah. Oh, my Jesus wife. Christ. Damn it, wife. sorry. It feels yeah, weird we doing do that, that now that Borat's that a thing again. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I love you too, SCP. But... We also have our S and, and of course, Alan, uh, my my fellow co-host and uh, resident uh, expert on uh, ghost relations, Alan Chaining. Yes. Um, uh, and... Just an ex an expert in the sense that I I uh, am way more interested in it than most people probably are. It's kind of true, and it's for, just for me record... and Dan Aykroyd, really. <laughs> But, uh, but then again, and we also have Gracie with us because Gracie is the other way we get into the foundation. I love you too, SCP. But she's being really obnoxious because she wants us to play with her instead of recording. We talked at length about how weird that was, by the way. <laughs> what, the whole choice drags about how we spent- No, no, the, no, the, Dan, the, the fact that Dan Aykroyd just like, they cut a whole sequence from the film Ghostbusters, but Dan Aykroyd made them leave in the scene where he almost got blown by a ghost. So that was part of a longer scene? Yeah, that was part of a longer sequence. Are you shitting me? And like, I don't know if anyone knows this about Dan Aykroyd, but he really, really believes in ghosts and the supernatural. 
and really, really wants to be sexually active with a ghost. So this was some self-insert fanfic shit. Pretty much. Okay. Well. <laughs> also, Crystal Skull Vodka is pretty smooth. Anyway. Oh, um, we've seen the bottle. Actually, uh, weirdly enough, the Crystal Skull bottle that is in... Um, was in the shovel werewolf that you were in. It was a crystal skull vodka bottle. Which was weird. <laughs> it was like, why is Dan Aykroyd's crystal skull vodka bottle a part of this? Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not big on vodka, but uh, crystal skull's pretty smooth. Mm. Is it, isn't it like pretty expensive? It's, it's, uh, as far as I know, it's a, it's a, it's a little pricey. Mm-hmm. Too bad there isn't a uh, a machine that like deposits. Uh, look, I'm trying, but it keeps. <laughs> it's still Hennessy. I, every time, uh, Hennessy. We jammed, the, we jammed the shit out of that button. That or it's got a vendetta against us. Like it knows us, and it's like, oh, there's those wacky people again with their weird dog and their blockbuster gift card. Here's another Hennessy for you. <sighs> At least it's free. Oh well. Anyway, we're following in the footsteps of our good <laughs> friend Connor. The uh, the D-Class SCP created by uh, Lord Bung uh, in the fantastic animated series. We're on episode five, The Swordsman. And uh, I liked I liked this episode quite a lot. Um, but as always with the confinement series, we are looking at the SCPs that inspired uh, those. And for once, we don't have a huge jumble of SCPs. We just kind of have one, although uh, Kayla did find uh, a link to a SCPJ that might be fun to round out the uh, the episode with. Yeah, because um, uh, the whole episode is inspired by SCP-2200. Uh, um, yeah. So, but um, am I not, I, 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 like I look through it and I'm like, I don't think it's long enough. Um, when we get to like- If we find that we breeze through through it. Yeah. Then I think yes, it, like the the J is very short. This the next one is pretty short, um, and it's fairly silly. Okay. So, uh, but um, <laughs> this one uh, this should be interesting. Yeah, wait until we get to episode five and six, and we discuss the fucking IKEA. Oh yeah, the infinite IKEA. We're if you look at that page, it's so goddamn long. Like the yeah, a whole episode's gonna be dedicated. I mean, to it. knowing us, we might be on this one for a little bit because it's us. But uh, I mean, we'll see. If we have enough time at the end, I would be totally happy to explore the the um, the other one. Yeah, it's fairly short. So yes. So uh, I'm I'm pulling up the file. Uh, in the archives here. Yeah, SCP-2200. Alan, do you have it? Uh, yeah. Cool. cool. Awesome. So so this is the inspiration for the... And we, can talk, we can look at it and talk about it in relation to the episode, as always. Uh, it's good times. All right. Um, Alan, would you like to start us off with this one? Sure. Item number SCP-2200. Ask Keter. It's been a while since we've done a Keter. Have we ever done a Keter class? Oh no, we've done a Keter. We've done a Keter yeah. class before, but it's been, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done a Keter class. Are we gonna do this by paragraph or? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I just freed Gracie out. Yeah. Oh, do you, um, I'm sorry. Are we doing how high your voice go? Uh, 
<clears throat> Actually, I can't right now. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> that was cool. Um, uh, why don't we do, let's do it by paragraph. And then I know when we get to the, as everyone's favorite interview section, there's an interview down here. We can decide who is playing what character. Special containment procedures. The current instance of SCP-2202 is to be kept in a standard humanoid containment chamber at Biosite 59. To prevent the relocation of SCP-2201, a minimum of five armed security personnel must escort SCP-2200-2 to Termination Chamber T-28 once, once a month to assist in routine D-class cycling. In the event SCP-2200-1 relocates, Mobile Task Force Epsilon-30, Bladefielders, is to be deployed <laughs> to seek out and contain the new SCP-2200-2 instance. That might be my favorite task force nickname we've heard. Bladefielders. Blade it's pretty That's, rad. I like it. I feel like this is like- <laughs> while, you were, while you were studying, uh, well, oh my God, how did the quote, how does that fucking quote go? I was studying the Bladefielders. While you were trying to escape, I was- I was studying the Bladefielders. Uh, if I, I feel like Bladefielder sounds like a name of a group that's like a Power Rangers like uh, knockoff. I do get that vibe, actually. Uh, Kayla, would you like to see the next paragraph? Sure. The area of the land encompassing SCP-22003 has been designated Site 502, with Foundation faculty members living in uh, living as residents in the town proper. As SCP-22003 is populated by an anomalous in individuals, faculty may acknowledge the existence of the anomalous activity in general, but are not to divulge details on any SCP object besides SCP-2200. Each staff member living on site is to submit a weekly report detailing their experience and interactions. That must be a fun town. Okay, so... That yeah. matches up with the... Yeah, with the storyline. Because uh, when the story... When the animation opens you see uh, a town of people like silver people oh yeah yeah exactly that's it was a good way to start too grabs mm -hmm. you immediately for all intents and purposes scp 2200-3 is to remain an autonomous community with minimal political and social interference by the foundation additional intervention may be ordered by the presiding on-site staff leader at their discretion as a number of inert instances are already in storage for testing and archival purposes, additional inert SCP-2200-4 are to be collected and melted down for use in funding foundation activities. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're melting down the silver people, the dead silver people, and using them like minting money. <laughs> so, minting straight up silver. Oh my God. That's, holy shit. That is choice. I know we won't... This is what we're inferring from the episode of what we know about the episode. Wait, I've never wait, read okay. this one before. So, so in the episode, uh, it it just so happens like they decide to go all like crazy and start uh, uh, killing uh, a bunch of the SCP Foundation people, mm -hmm. and they're like, "We are the gods," da da da. And then um, we, when it comes to then Connor actually meets the uh, basically the. Uh, how do I just the current wielder of the sword? How do we describe this current wielder of the sword? The um, it's comic book guy basically. It's, yeah, it's comic book guy. And every time he kills uh, Connor, uh, a silver husk is left in that in that uh, um, environment. I just realized they probably are like, oh my god, we have so much silver now, we can use it. 
you imagine they could just use no. they could, that's they could just if they were really heartless they could just use connor to like just create infinite silver yeah. for all we know for all we know that was their real scheme sounds like a thing they'd do yep is it is it me yes. it is you description SCP-2200 is the collective designation of several interrelated anomalous phenomena. Anomalous phenomena. Uh, phenomena. SCP-2200-1 is a sword 80 centimeters in length, composed of an alloy of silver and copper, estimated to have been constructed between 1000 and 500 BCE. SCP-2200-1 is luminescent, giving off blue light at a level of brightness directly proportional to the number of SCP-2200-4 subjects residing in SCP-2200-3. <laughs> it glows when orcs are near. Similarly, increased numbers of SCP-2200-4 subjects reverses deterioration caused by SCP-2200-1's age, making it a more effective weapon. The more there are, the better it is. Okay, so the more it kills, the the cleaner it gets, or the nicer it looks. It must have looked like shit when they first made it. Oh, it depends on how they discovered it. Hopefully there's a there's an acquisition log or something. SCP-22, uh, oh, wow. SCP-22002 refers to the human individual who is currently bonded with the SCP-22001. SCP-2002, subjects cannot separate themselves from um, SCP, I should probably just say 2200, SCP-2200-1, and any attempt to forcefully remove it from the subject's grasp will result in the immediate death of the subject. Please don't fuck with this person, especially (laughs) if they're a comic book guy. Yeah. I like the fact that he does sound like a typical like uh it's like well you were doing this and I well, he how even did said you know I was studying the blade, blade. or the but whole, no blockchain or it's like hello Connor how do you think I knew your name uh, I figured they just told me the sword told me. <laughs> um, um oh my goodness uh death of the sharp subject similarly surgical removal of the hand or arm bound bonded to scp-2201 will also result in death when an scp-2202 instant dies scp-2201 anonymously relocates into the hand of another individual and instantly bonds with them so trying to t- if you take the sword from the from the wielder the wielder dies hmm. oh damn yeah there wait, wait wait does that mean it's always stuck to their hand like if they let, they can never let go no, well or... they said they could for it says they can forcefully remove they if they they can well, forcefully remove it but yeah. if they if it does the subject immediately dies so they have to hold it well let me put it to you this also way. if if they die the sword re- just jumps to someone else's hand mm-hmm. but like what if they drop it what if they I, I think it, it. I think it stuck sticks to their hands. Is what they're saying. Okay. Okay. If you can, if if they forcefully remove it, though, they die. There is no apparent limit to the instance uh, to the distance SCP twenty two hundred one can travel when transporting itself to a new subject. SCP twenty two hundred one appears to selectively bond with subjects that share a similar set of traits. See document twenty two hundred A. Oh no. Which suggests that it may be intelligent to some degree. 
Bonding with SCP-2201 will cause subjects to suffer from an anomalous form of um, argyrosis. There, there's a, a skin a skin condition caused by high quantities of silver in the body. Yeah, okay. if you've seen if you've seen like pictures of people who like uh, ingest colloidal silver, which used to be in like snake oil and stuff like that, their skin turns blue. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I gotta see pictures of this. Which rapidly causes which causes the skin to rapidly develop a distinct blue hue. If an SCP-2202 subject does not end a human life for an extended period of time. SCP-2201 will relocate it itself. Oh, so eventually the sword will say, fuck this shit, I'm out. Whoa. Oh, wow. I could see that. Wow. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I'm looking at your picture. I'm oh, I don't want to see the gross ones, though. There's Sorry. some gross ones in there. There's some gross eyeball images in there. And of course, I'm immediately like, Squick Central, leaving now. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, Alan... Uh, why is it they keep showing the eyes, though? There must be something specific about the eyes when you have that condition. It, it might be because, like, uh, it does, I mean, the eyes do look like they're affected, so. It, it, they look gross is what they look like. Oh, gosh. Okay, uh, turning away from that forever, um, pretending I didn't see that. Uh, Alan. Oh. Yes. Uh. <laughs> well said. After bonding with SCP-2200-1, SCP-2200-2 subjects experience heightened epinephrine and testosterone levels, immediately gain an understanding of SCP-2200 in its entirety. These factors, combined with the SCP-2200-2 subject's background, C document 2200-A, have invariably resulted in SCP-2200-2 killing those around them with SCP-2200-1. SCP-2200-3 is 50 kilometers, area of land, located in... Redacted. Whenever a person is killed by SCP-22001, a likeness of the individual formed out of an anomalous silver-based alloy, SCP-22004, will appear in SCP-22003. Despite being made of inorganic material, instances of SCP-22004 are fully animate and capable of vocalization. Interviews have shown that uh. instances <laughs> share the personality and memories of the victim they resemble. All right, we've all been drinking a lot of Hennessy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I'm, okay. I'm going to be burping like a motherfucker. Yeah, Hennessy does that to you. Because of their metallic composition, SCP-2204 cease aging after their conversion and are resistant to physical damage. SCP-2204 do not need to eat, drink, or sleep in order to sustain themselves, but they perform these actions if they so choose. Instances of SCP-2204 that leave SCP-2203 will cease animation upon setting foot outside the designated 50-kilometer space. SCP-2204 instances seem to be innately aware of the dimensions of the safe area. Any that leave remain permanently inert and cannot be restored by being returned to SCP-2203. Now, this feels like um, it's almost like a weird afterlife. It's true. What? Okay. I mean, I'm not sure how good this afterlife is, but what, uh, oh, well, okay. 
if there if this is considered a guaranteed afterlife, would you be okay being killed by the sword? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think part of the part of the issue is that you're stuck on 50 kilometers of land for the rest of existence. That's true. That's not that much, and you feel kind of stuck. I don't know because we don't know where this is. I mean, it could be on a tropical island somewhere, or it could be like. It could be like in New Jersey or something. Yeah, it could be in bumfuck nowhere. Um, but it I could mean, be in Alaska. It could be in. Um, it could be in the middle of like the Gobi Desert. Like you could pick up. There's some pretty inhospitable places that could show up. Because I, I think of that San Junipero uh, situation from Black Mirror, which if like that was offered to me, I'd take it in a heartbeat. Because yeah, but at least with San Junipero, you're guaranteed a a cool simulation of like this one town through different time periods. Yeah, so. and you can change it whenever you want. And then also you have the ability, like if you're like tired of it, you can actually cancel it. They actually do say that in the, in the episode. So oh, okay. this this is, and it's it's one of those, like here's a guaranteed uh, afterlife. Hmm. This is, so this is kind of an interesting thing. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, but you know, that's, that's an interesting question to pose. I don't think, I would take this, but eh, eh, mm -hmm. well, teach their own. The problem is like, you know, the people, most of the people who end up here are probably people who aren't willing because they were just killed by a sword. Yeah. What about you, Alan? Uh, probably not. Yeah. So we're all, we're all gonna, we're all gonna pass on this one. Yeah. I'm gonna pass on this one. <laughs> Uh, I think yes, we are we're back around uh, to you, Mr. Cheney. Document twenty two hundred A. Characteristics shared by SCP twenty two hundred two subjects between fifteen and forty five years of age. Physically active, active, strong fear of death, negative view of what happens after death, and psychological slash emotional instability. I just realized. 15 to 45 years of it. Could you imagine this like 15 year old kid with like a sword in hand? I could imagine it. I totally could. Oh, interview time. So who wants to, okay. Uh, who wants to play what part? Uh, we got an We got Dr. Stems. We got SCP-2200-2.037, a 36 year old male from British Columbia. I want to be Dr. Stems. You want to be Dr. Stems? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for this first one, I can take... Um... I can do the forward. Okay. Uh, the, well, okay, that sounds good. Uh, or I'll say like the beginning, like the <coughs> begin log and all that. Like if, Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, do the little, the little instances. Yeah. Interviewed. SCP-2200-2.037. A 36 year old male from British Columbia. Interviewer, Dr. Stems. Forward, interview was conducted on, redacted, two days after SCP-2200-20.037 was detained. Begin log. All right, we're gonna run through this one more time for the records. Please describe the series of events that transpired after SCP-2200-1 appeared in Yohan. Oh my god. 
Well, one moment I was just sitting in my bedroom reading when all of a sudden I had this, this vision. I saw this place where people could live forever. I mean, on an intellectual level, I was aware that what I saw was impossible. But at the same time, I was convinced it was true. I knew that I could send people there with a sword. What was your first course of action? I waited until dark. I live alone, so nobody noticed me going out in the middle of the night. Whenever I came across some homeless person sleeping alone, I'd slit their throat or stab them in the heart or something like that. It went on for a few nights until I got caught by the cops. They turned me over to you guys, and, well, here I am. I see. Anything else you'd like to add? I see. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go... Out tonight, uh, I want to make it clear that I'm not a psychopath or anything. I sent those people away because death could have come for them at any moment. What if they weren't right with God? The way I see it, when someone is sent to that place, they're basically guaranteed eternal life. I was eliminating the risk of hell for them, you know? I know it sounds terrible, but I had good intentions. I wasn't really killing them, just sending them to heaven. Kind of, or at least keeping them safe from the alternative. Thank you for your time! You're <laughs> welcome, Stabs. And Log. All right. <clears throat> Why don't we switch chases for this one? Yeah. Oh, shit. Because this is a... I think I might have to take the interviewed. Okay. Because I... It's a lady. Not just a lady. Well... We're not- oh wait a minute! Yes, <laughs> I see who this is. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm only mm-hmm. two years older than this person, so it's kind of weird. All right. Do you want to still be the uh, the researcher for this one, Alan? Sure. Okay, I'll be I'll do the. They have a different that. name, but I'm gonna be using the same voice. <laughs> That's Hell fine. Yeah. They might as well be the same. Hell person. yeah. Interviewed SCP 2200-2.82, a 29 year old female from Washington. USA. Hells yeah. You, you uh, aged backward a couple of years, yeah, but I can understand well, that. Well, this could have been, I might have had this interview two years ago. Well, we did have this interview two years ago. Well, I remember two years ago when you went on a murdering spree? Yeah, that was fucking weird, wasn't it? Yeah, but you got better. Yeah. I'll, I'll you didn't kill enough it. people. Gracie made you feel better. And that's when you stole Gracie from the foundation. Yeah. This is, I guess this might be my origin story. This is great. Everybody, Prepare for Kayla's origin story. <laughs> for how I came to work at the SCP <laughs> Foundation. Interviewer, researcher Iwataki. Forward. Interview was conducted on redacted, 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 three weeks after SCP-2200-2.082 was detained. Begin log. What's up, bitches? Okay, we're going to be <laughs> recording this time. If you're ready, please describe the series of events that transpired after SCP-22-1 appeared in your hot little hand immediately knew that my life was pretty much over. I know that I couldn't let go of this sword. All right, I forgot how two years ago you were also a Southern Belle. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you remember when I went through that Southern phase? That was a weird time. Ever. All my plans for my life, my career, my family, all of it was gone. But at the same time, I guess I thought I had an opportunity. Now, okay, also weirdly enough, if you visit like the Portland area, they have kind of slight southern accents, and I don't know why. Like, it's such a weird fucking thing. Were you happy with the situation? No. God, no. 
I would have given anything to stop what happened. So, why'd you do it? Don't you judge me. Not for a second. What would you do if you could keep your loved ones alive forever? My sister died when she was six. How could I be sure that my kids wouldn't die young too? Yeah, this isn't me. <laughs> this is definitely not my origin story. 20 second pause. I may have saved them, but I hated doing it. Destroyed me. Honestly, after I finished with my family, saving strangers felt like a walk in the park in comparison. God, I still can't believe any of this happened. I'm surprised the police didn't just shoot me on the spot. Hey, uh, future David, uh, during when that 20 second pause is supposed to be happening, can you play a bit of Six Underground? <laughs> sure. And also, can you leave in me explaining it after the fact? <laughs> yeah, of course. Sweet. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what usually happens. Makes things much more difficult for us. If you see my family, please tell them I'm sorry. I'll pass that on. Thank you for your cooperation. I know these past few weeks haven't been easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, I got a, I got a nutty idea. We got a third one. New, uh, new recasting. Uh... Who dis? Uh... I'll take the researcher. Okay. Alan, do you want to take the 60-year-old male religious leader? Sure. You can even do the same voice. <laughs> or or uh, do you want to be the inner? Uh, well, yeah. No, go ahead. Be, be Pet Pittinger. You can be Pittinger. Okay. I'll do the, I'll do the lead in. SCP interviewed. SCP. 2200-4.00581, a 68-year-old male religious leader in SCP-2200-3. Oh, so this is one of the silver people. Ah. Oh. Interviewer, researcher Pittenger. Begin log. If you would, please describe the Exodus movement to me as if I was unfamiliar with it. Certainly. <laughs> Here in Solberg or Silverville, whatever you want to call it, there are a multitude of people who fear what awaits when they cross the threshold and give up their life. Those of us who are of faith believe that it is more of a purgatory than the paradise that God intended for us. You see, this place is founded on the fear of what happens after death. Once you've been sent here by the sword, you can postpone your fate as long as you like. Your life will only end when you cross the city limits. The Exodus Movement is a religious initiative that seeks to help Solberg citizens come to terms with their mortality and willingly pass on to the next world. If you believe in an afterlife, why have you yourself not crossed this threshold as well? Some of us believers have to remain and maintain the church and continue to spread the good news. As much as I desire to meet my heavenly father, George Kennedy, stay behind <laughs> so that I might aid those who are still shackled by fear and doubt. Opponents of the Exodus movement have accused you of merely wanting to reduce overpopulation and increase your field of influence. How do you answer these allegations? I can understand why they <laughs> would think such things. God damn it. As long as the church has existed, so have its critics, even among believers. 
There are those who believe crossing the threshold to be a sin as it equates to suicide. Disagreements are a given in matters of religion. Any additional comments you would like me to record? Society is built upon man's fear of death, you see. Whether you believe in heaven or hell, afterlife or finality, you must ask yourself, is the pursuit of immortality truly virtuous? By choosing to remain safe in our silver shells, we rob ourselves of our dignity. By fearing death, we only give it more power. End log. Dun, da, da, da. You know what? That's that's a good SCP. It actually... Yeah. I- it actually has an interesting theme too. Like, again, the whole idea of um, whether or not uh, it is worth it to be like hold death, hold off death. Yeah. Whether whether it's worth it to stop the clock. Yeah. Because um, I know, I mean, like like I mentioned before, it, when it, there's something that's a guaranteed afterlife, there is an appeal to that. Like knowing, like, and it's a for certain thing. Like, oh, if I get killed by the sword. I yep. will end up here no matter what. And and you get to choose when you clock out. Exactly. And but at the same time, that could also be that could be seen as uh is it worth it? Like, is this type of life worth living or not? Yeah, Gracie. You tell him. So yeah, this is this is actually this actually had a pretty good meaning. I like it. Me too. Um, and I, I like, I can see how this could be the foundation for an entire episode, especially when you're dealing with a character who can die multiple times. Oh yeah. So I can see where like the inspiration came from. And then, and then we know why it's called Solberg why they call it Solberg in the episode. Cause I think at yep. one point they do just refer to it as Solberg. They do call it Solberg. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is a, this is a cool one. I like this. I like the, I like the philosophy, the metaphysics, the weirdness and i could see it why why it's keter because it's really hard to control but it's not like over the top like some of them you know yeah. like some of the keter class ones you'd read about it's not the death lizard for damn sure <laughs> the hard to kill reptile um yeah uh i give this one uh four different instances of the same scp out of a mass exodus from solberg in terms of freshness ratings. I give this Dan Aykroyd driving out immediately to this place to question all these people and (laughs) figure out if they're ghosts or not. (laughs) Just at the border of the town, like, all right, if you walk past here and you become a ghost, would you suck my dick? Yes, that is the question he would ask. <laughs> Those are good freshness ratings. What's your freshness rating, Alex? Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> good freshness rating, Alex. Great Hennessy there, too. Ah, what a good time we've all had here. Uh, do we want to do the other one or do we want to call it here for the night? Um, I don't, I mean, the other one is, uh, has to do with, uh, a cockroach or cause I'm down, I'm down with this being a quick one. Okay. Yeah. We could save, uh, this one for another fun time. Um, 
Okay. Another yeah. fun time. Another fun time. Again, it was, they mentioned cockroach people in the episode. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure how if it, this will be a long enough. Well, episode. considering the object class for SCP 723J is a little frowny face, I think this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Uh... <laughs> He's so sad. Frowny face emoji. <laughs> let's, I think let's, we... let's just do like a J episode. Yeah. Oh my God! Let's do a J episode. Oh my you know, God. next time, let's take a break from confinement and do a J episode. That's a good idea. And then we can uh, use this one for sure. I got an idea. Uh, listeners, if you have a J episode you want to recommend, please send us to it. Let us know. Pitch, and- us, the, pitch, pitch us your favorite SCP Js and we'll we'll look at them. And yeah, consider- uh, we, we want to we wanna stress that uh, <coughs> we were referring to the joking SCP articles, the one that ends in dash J. Because mm-hmm. a J episode also kind of sounds like jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering the the choice drags. Oh my god! Yeah. Which I should remind everybody: if you want to hear the backlog of all the random nonsense we do, plus the choice drags we release every other week after these episodes, you can become a patron at any. Yeah. Uh, any you're gonna you're gonna want to listen to the one after this one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then also you can join you, the Discord channel. Yeah, you get access to our our Discord. Uh, you can, where we hang out and do things. Uh, if you want to submit stories for us to read on this show, patrons get priority. Although anybody could submit a story uh, for us to read and critique on uh, Undercooked Analysis, just email the story to midnightmarinera at gmail.com and we will look into it. There's still a couple stories we have, but archives running a little thin right now. So uh, we could use your submissions. So if you want us to read something, critique it, please feel free to send it to us. We are all more than happy to read it, give you full credit, give you plenty of feedback, maybe make dumb jokes all around your story, but you know, ultimately try and help uh, with our feedback. That's really what we do here. By the way, speaking of writing submissions, y'all, as of this recording, we do not have long to go until November 30th. Dave's birthday. At my birthday. You want to do something nice for me for my birthday? You'll finish your entries for the Boo Olympics uh, creepy cooking staff writing challenge, which is still running. We had the we extended the deadline. We were gonna originally wrap it up on Halloween, but we only got one entry. All you have to do is go to the links down in the show notes or in the description. Check out the prompts. Write a short story based on one of the uh, writing prompts that was presented in Creepy Cooking Staff. It's a pretty even playing field right now. You get your foot in the door, your odds are pretty good. Plus, there's cash prizes. Yes, there's cash prizes. And your your stuff gets uh, gets read on the show. So, yeah, Uh, just, you know, do it for me. At the very least, do it for me. I Grand grand prize winner gets to co-host an episode with me with where we talk about fucking ghosts. You know what? Sure. You know what? If winner if winner gets to join on a creepy cooking staff. <laughs> winner gets to join on a creepy cooking staff where we write ghost erotica. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Holy shit! Yes. Alan. Okay. Alan has raised the stakes. Alan. If you're if you're over eighteen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but Alan has just raised the stakes. If that doesn't if that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what will. Get out there. Get to work, kids. You got this. And by kids, I mean anybody who's 18 or older. Uh, you right. can you can look up more information also. Um, uh, if you can't, if you don't see, 
Well, you can, you'll see it in the show notes, but you can also just go to creativehorror.com and you'll find the information there as well. And while you're there, you can check out some of the other shows we do. Midnight Marinara, Darkly Lit, Trick or Track, The Witching Hour, and many more. So, and by many more, I mean like a couple more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, how do we end this? Well, the main way we end this is by we, we get the heck out of the foundation before anybody realizes we were here. But then again, no one cares because everybody's at home because of the coronavirus. Still, so. if we're leaving, mask up, put on your suits. Uh, <laughs> stay stand six feet apart. Stay safe. Stay home. And uh, um, be excellent to each other. Wash your hands. And party on, dudes. Kiss <laughs> me right on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>